0: Hi, (laughs) assalamu alaikum, I have been racking my brain on what to say and how to say it for nearly two weeks now, how I'm going to start and not be that boring host or, or, or make my content sound like it's, um, rehearsed. So my name is Maymuna, I am 22 going on 23, I am a college student I was studying architecture for nearly three years almost, and I just changed my major to psychology solely because I wanted to learn about the human brain. I wanted to understand why some people do what they do. I I also wanted to be there for people to understand um, and also empathize as to what some people go through because... Mental health really is like a thing that lots of Africans don't talk about, especially Muslims. Well, I was born in New York and I was raised in West Africa, Senegal. I was there for nearly 16 years. And when I saw you, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Like um, The experience that I had there was probably the best ever. I had all my siblings there and it was just the best Thing that could have possibly happen to me and yeah pretty much that was it so i grew up in a very god conscious family but i wasn't the most biased kid i wasn't the most religious kid i was more focused on reading books and using my phone or computer than anything else and uh well in the environment that i was in it's a lot of things that i didn't understand or knew Uh, Like, for example, as a kid, everything I would do, instead of trying to teach to me in a better way, it was more so, so if you do that, you're going to hell. I didn't understand that. I also thought that putting the hijab on was uh, just something that you want to do, obligatory. That's how little I knew about our religion. So I'm not going to say that I had some sort of resentment because I was always God conscious. It's just that I never had ways or or didn't prove any of it. Like I wouldn't only pray when it, it would be Ramadan. Not to expose my sins. I'm just putting it out there. Um, so coming back to America, I was almost uh, eight, 17. I was almost 17. When I came back, everything was different because I was used to the big, huge family front. I was used to having, you know, everybody in the house. Everything was new and different. Like, what do you mean? I'm not, I don't have anybody to watch the dishes for me. <laughs> that was, that was such a culture shock. We're like, oh, I thought you guys are leaving lavish. I thought you <laughs> you had it all. We have it all. Let me go back to my country, please. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, coming back here, started going to high school, I had um, to learn English as a second language. So I was in class with Arabic kids. And then they would tell me stuff that made me realize that I was not taught to love God. I was taught to fear him, which was not the whole point of the religion so basically um i still was not complying and uh, trying to to be better i was just going on about my day and just you know do my stuff. and then quarantine hit um it's it's a lot than that being stuck between four walls with nothing to do will do to you i mean i had TikTok like everybody else i i was just there and if you know me you know that I'm my my personality is, people know me as being the funny person as the 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 life of the party the not the buzzkill to be to just put it there um I was just trying to not make life suck more than it already was but I had TikTok and You know, sometimes you get those little clips on TikTok that would just remind you that, you know, God exists and all that stuff. So I remember it would be 2 a.m. and I would just still be watching TikToks and I would see and, you know, short clips of uh, TikTok videos reminding me on how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and how I'm not really taking advantage of it. And I remember it was close to Ramadan it was nearly almost april so i took my quran book that was just sitting there picking dust picking up dust i picked it up my my dad's sister gave it to me as a gift when i was coming i um, started reading it and i started reading the translation because obviously i did not have any knowledge of the quran and the quran is something that if you leave it it will leave you like, I remember, I would pray sometimes, and I can tell you that I only knew a few surahs, which I was really ashamed to admit. So I started learning, and then I would just pick up the the, the Quran book in the middle of the night and start reading it, you know, in my room. I started reading, and I, I read Surah Baqarah, and I remember that day, just sitting there, that high that I got to learn more about my religion was the best thing to ever happen. Like, I wish I can have that drive again to where I just, I don't know, want to wanna be like a superhero or rearrange my life that same day. Like, you know how the, the feeling you get when you just clean your room at 3 a.m. and you just want to get your life together on the spot. That's the feeling I had that same night. So I remember I did it again and again and again until Ramadan was over. But I the most thing the most shocking thing that I remember was when I read Surah An-Nisa and I found out that putting on the hijab is something that's mandatory, that's something that we should do for the sake of Allah. And I kept saying to myself, "Oh, I'm going to put on the hijab." I will I don't know when but I will and I remember telling it to people and at the time I also had um had on boyfriend <laughs> needless to say that is over now but um yeah I remember just saying that I would promise her but the the quarantine restrictions were were lifted and I just started forgetting a little bit about a lot of things that I learned that day or that whole month so um yeah, it was just kind of over, kind of got over it, went back to the life that I had, which was, you know, listening to music, dressing up however I wanted, just just doing basically everything against the religion. But what made it worse was that this time I knew that what I was doing was not what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I remember when I told people, and some of them didn't take me seriously. Some of them thought that it was just something that I was just saying out of the random. And I remember at that time, I made a friend who is now one of my closest friends. She had just came to America also. So I remember she was she would be the one waking me up for friendship every single day because I used to tell her how I struggled with waking up, especially due to the fact that I would stay up all night. So she would wake me up every day, no questions asked, and sometimes if I am up before she is, I will call her, and you know vice versa and uh, I remember when I was telling people they didn't take me serious, I mean, knowing me then I wouldn't take me serious also, but time time goes on, and you know going past to the point where Ramadan is about to come again, which was twenty twenty one this time, I remember I was not in a great physical or mental space. I was just, just at the lowest point in my life. And I remember it was Ramadan. And I remember not starting the fasts with everybody. Um, but I remember the day that I started fasting, my mom wanted me to go to Sam's Club um, which I did. Took my brother and we went. But before leaving the house, I put on, um, I put on jeans, but I put on a top that lower that came all the way lower to my back. And uh, I remember putting on the scarf and leaving the house. And you know, we came back and it was time to break fast. But I was so happy at the fact that I put on the hijab. I told my mom. I said, "Oh, I'm going to put on the hijab." I'm not going to take it off starting from today she said okay cool i remember i remember thinking it would be a big deal but it wasn't because uh i remember when one of my sisters put it on there was a whole talk about how if you put it on you're never gonna take it off and stuff like that i really loved that she had faith in me that much that day and i remember her being the first person to give me a hijab um which i wear to this day remember like especially the black one I can say that I wear that one every day um gotta get your money's worth somehow <laughs> um but yeah uh I remember not being the person that a lot of people expected me to be and shockingly lots of people thought that well unshockingly lots of people thought that I would take it off after Ramadan some people would ask me questions like, oh, So you mean to tell me that if I don't put on the hijab, I'm not going to have a husband? What kind of question is that? And uh, I'm also, I put the hijab on for the sake of Allah. I'm not putting it on. I put it on because Allah asked me to do so. I didn't put it on just because I wanted some sort of attention or because I wanted people to look at me a certain type of way I put it on because I realized that the way I was living my life was wrong and I wanted to change that I remember was uh, people who I used to call my friends Um, some of them would make fun of me so I had to lash out a little and say stuff like if you don't have anything nice to say please don't say anything at all but you know I learned to know that becoming a certain type of way in about the religion would make you lose a few people in your life. I mean it's only fair because if you knew each other at a point in life where you didn't used to do a lot of stuff, you're somehow going to grow apart. Um but yeah, it was pretty much it. So I remember putting it on and that was now my new personality. I put on the hijab, I was that person but I still was not there spiritually. I still wasn't to the point where I needed to be. So I remember I used to have my nails on. I used to just do... I put on the hijab, yes. But it was a lot of stuff that I didn't stop doing as well. So I remember going to Senegal because I wanted to visit my family for al-Adha And... Tabaski, uh, Tabaski. So... Very next day, my grandfather passes away and I couldn't pray to Janaza. Now you might be thinking, why? Well, at that point I knew that putting on nails and praying was really bad. I didn't want to admit it to myself. I had the longest nails I probably ever had in my entire life and I tried to take it off. I tried everything that I could went to every shop that I possibly could find or found a way but it was a week not not even a week since I got it and I think everybody knows that acrylics don't come off or it would just permanently break your nails if it's not after a week so I kind of felt bad about that but you know how shaitan works so it's gonna trick you And then you're gonna forget so I forgot until I came back home like two weeks later and I remember just laying on my bed doing nothing just wasting my time and I started thinking about my grandparents who raised me I was like um, I should pray for them so I remember it was the middle of the night I got up and I started praying and I started crying randomly just crying and I asked for guidance. I wanted to become the best version of me ever. I wanted to become the person who would never miss a prayer. I wanted to become the person who who just wanted to be as close to Allah. And as sincere as I was, I remember the, the next day, one of my friends um sent me uh, something about istikhara. and I had no clue what that was so I remember next day I prayed it and put on the, the phone in front of me and I said exactly what the text said and is so powerful I was not expecting that to be that powerful to pray in the middle of the night that you do and ask for guidance. And I remember my prayer was for the people who are not meant to be in my life or the people who are not sincere about me in my life to not be in my life anymore. And for the people who are meant to stay, to stay. And I remember I lost some of my closest friends then. (laughs) I lost my Haram boyfriend. (laughs) I also, um, yeah, life started to get a little weird because it's those people who you think would do anything for you who were gone after the prayer. So I just started to live life the way it was supposed to and, you know, be who I was supposed to be as as a Muslim. I remember I did not miss a prayer. I avoid like, would do everything I needed to do and you know, just respect everything the way I'm supposed to. Like I would go to work and, you know, worry about whether I'm going to pray or not. I would have class and worry about if I'm going to be able to live and pray. I used to never be that person and looking back, it just makes me so happy. Makes me extremely happy. Um but it's still something that felt like it was missing, and uh, now again it was almost summer, and I went to visit my siblings and my dad. It was a nice summer. It was I experienced new things that I've been experiencing a lot. Got a ginormous toothache that made my face so swollen. and it was <laughs> it was it was really. Not fair, because why are you coming when I am about to live life in Paris, in Paris? in Paris? <laughs> No way. But I remember going to my dad's again, and it was this time Eda al And I haven't spent time with them in, in six years. See, my dad was the highlight of my vacation, I swear. Because, Wallahi, uh, when I tell you when I saw him, he ran to me and hugged me and started saying Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar as if he would have never seen me in life again or he or he never saw me before and that I remember that getting me so emotional imagine your dad running to you and hugging you and and, and just saying prayers on you it was the most heartfelt moment that I had that I've had, had in a while and, yeah, I remember us going back to the house. Everything was nice, and everything, and we had cousins coming to spend the the holiday with us also so I have this one cousin, and we were having conversations, and he was telling me about how you know they never really had you know like significant others like hot on relationships and they don't listen to music, and they want to start dressing a certain type of way. I remember that night that really got me thinking. I was just up staring at the ceiling like, how how is this kid, how can this kid do this? And I'm not spiritually well enough to know that I'm not supposed to do it either. I was, like, I was flabbergasted by the fact that some people really do leave things for the sake of Allah. Like, everything. I started thinking about how honestly, I keep saying that I left things for the sake of Allah, but I didn't leave a certain type of things, I didn't leave some things, most important ones, too. So I remember when I was leaving um, on the plane ride, I just started deleting all the music that I had on my phone. It was really random, but I would have never, like if you told me two weeks before I was doing that, if you you would have told me, oh, you won't be listening to music anymore, I would have laughed in your, your face. I would have just be laughing at you. But I remember... I loved music but for some reason when I would stop uh when I would post sorry my TikTok videos it would have some music and involved um the stuff that I said that I stood against which was making me seem really hip- hypocritical I mean I would try to post stuff that would real that was educational that would benefit some people but it wasn't really as beneficial it was more of funny content uh like for example, I would say stuff like, why are you selling um, a, buy, a modest clothing at immodest prices? Or stuff like, um, if you want to have four wives and you say it's sunnah, why don't you pray your sunnah prayers? Or just, just put it in a way that people will laugh but still know that this is a thing that Muslims are supposed to do. And that's where it all started. And when I was moving, I told myself that I have a clean slate. I have a fresh start. Since I was moving for school, I started mainly, um, you know, focusing on my dean and uh, doing everything I was supposed to do. And I remember, like I said earlier, I would pray while, while I was at work. And I remember me praying in my car because I thought it was normal until I was speaking with my uncle and he told me that praying in your car is you don't it's not a, not allowed because you don't get it's uh well standing while praying is one of the condition of praying like you would face the qibla or um like you would say fatihah in every rakah. so i would actually wait until i would get home to pray and i remember my manager once he asked me mind you this is a christian man we were having conversation and he said i haven't seen you go pray in about a week or so is everything okay i said yes but i can't pray in my car so i will wait until i get home and then i'll pray so he said something to me that really got me thinking like i was thinking about this for nearly a month he said is your work worth more to you than your lord I said what do you mean he said you heard me is your work worth more to you than your Lord at that point he did make sense but I didn't want to acknowledge it but when I left and I sat in my car when I was about to go home it got me thinking I started thinking about this it, it was it was flabbergasting I said wow he is right because I do wait until I get home to pray when I could possibly just you know find myself a, um prayer mat that I can carry anywhere which I had but I still didn't do what I was supposed to be doing you know and it made me really sad that someone who is a non-Muslim is reminding me that I'm choosing something else over the fact that I should be praying and uh, I remember coming home listening to because I didn't have work or school the next day and it really got to me and I started crying I remember on my prayer mat and it was honestly like a, a cleanse that I needed for my body because I remember ever since that day I didn't I'm not willingly missing my prayers. Even if I have somewhere to be important, I starting uh, um, arranging my day around prayers, which made it so much more helpful for everything. It's like, instead of saying, oh, I have to go here and go here. And and if I come, um, I can pray all the prayers that I missed. It ended up being, if I, pray this time and wait until it's around this period of time i i can make it to this place and back in no time you know just rearrange my day around prayers that's how it started and it ended up ended up being uh me just cringing about the fact of wearing uh pants i started to have this mindset of uh willing to dress more modestly mind you i was wearing a hijab with jeans like really tight pants and really tight clothes that I thought was was you know a thing but it made me realize that I'm not doing hijab I'm not doing hijab for the for the fashion you can be hijab and a hijab person and not have haya you can be a hijab and you know do a lot of things that a hijab is not supposed to be doing but it made me realize that me being a hijab is, uh, I am the face of Islam. I am the face that if somebody sees me, they say, Oh, this is a Muslim person. They might be able to tell me more about my religion. So I've made it my personal objective to go and learn more about the religion for me. And also, if anybody wants to know anything, and asked me, I would have a proper answer to give them. And I'm not a religious person that most people think I am. Like, I get messages from people telling me, I love how you share some stuff about your religion with me because I love sharing, you know, daily quotes and, um, you know, reminders and all that stuff. And it made me really emotional when this one person who was looking forward to being a Muslim came to me and said that they wanted to become like me me, little old me. I'm, I'm, I'm just a sinner. I'm, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get to learn a lot. And I will still be a sinner because I'm not perfect. I will still be a sinner because uh, I am a human. That's the best way I can put it. And for people to come to me and just say that they want to learn things from me, it made me happy and made me emotional because it's somewhat um the answers that i give them or some things that they ask me and i'm really you know straightforward and honest about it if i don't know i will tell them i don't know but i will go and ask my uncle maybe he knows and or if i do know i let them know oh this is what i think it is but i will also go ahead and ask my uncle because i need more clarification sometimes people ask you questions who that you don't even think about And sometimes people ask you questions that you have in your mind but you never actually dared to ask so i go ahead and ask a lot about myself i go ahead and ask a lot for you know people who go ahead and ask me like i i love when people ask me questions because they learn but i also learn as well if i do know i get to share my knowledge with them i am learning about the religion i'm learning a lot of things that i didn't know and a lot of things are starting to make sense because as a kid i thought that my dad was saying oh don't get boyfriends or don't do this don't do that i just thought he was saying it just to say it but once you grow up it makes a lot more sense as to what you do and how you do it i remember my dad hated he really despised the fact that i loved music so much I didn't understand. I said, "Me listening to music has nothing to do with you." I just, you know, I used to just wanna wanna rebel and say, "Why well, you don't want me to do this? Why you don't want me to do that?" I remember, I I used to be wanna be a singer. I used to be wanna I used to wanna be an, an entertainer because, mashallah, I have a really nice voice. So people told me I <laughs> have a really nice voice. Um, so I thought that I wanted to make that as a career, but I realized that I don't want that as a career. I it was just a phase I'm better off just being me some may say that I have some may say that I have helped them get better at the religion but it is by the will of Allah through me I still know nothing about a lot I'm still learning about a lot of stuff especially in this uh, religion of ours trying to get better Um I have had a lot of influence with the people who helped me get better, with the way I dressed, the way I talk. I mean, I still kind of freak out at the slightest bit of uh, thing that I do and uh, I, especially when I do something I know I'm not supposed to do or think I'm not supposed to do, I freak out and then I text my friends, like the ones who I know might just tell me what I need to hear and not what I want to hear. Uh, They try to help me seek guidance, Um, especially one of them told me, you don't need to tell me anything about the sins that you commit or uh, whatever you do, don't come and tell me, go and pray and ask for forgiveness. And then if you still want to share it, write it down, don't tell me. And I really love that she told me that because though she is a, a new Muslim, she probably knows a lot more about those things than I do. So yeah, um, this is just me pretty much. So in here, I will be talking about stuff that might help you uh, get better, might help me also get better at the religion, uh, more of a self-improvement podcast in the Islamic way. Because I'm getting there. Uh, we're all getting there. We're all just trying to reach that. Uh, phase where we think we're pious right now all i'm doing is just what a regular muslim is supposed to do and uh, i know it's hard sometimes sometimes you have a leap of faith sometimes you have a drop in your faith and it just doesn't it doesn't you know add up sometimes as to why yesterday you were so eager to pray and today you have a low on your prayers But let's just think of it as an exam. Because if we live our entire life like it's Ramadan, death will come to us like it's Eid. Think about it. During the whole Ramadan, uh, our main purpose is to worship Allah, correct? And uh, create new habits, break down some bad habits. And uh, we look forward for Eid because we're like this renewed person, this brand new, like a rebranding version of ourselves. So if we look at, um, if we live our life like it's Ramadan, then death will come to us as as Eid. Because all of us, our main goal is to make it to Jannah Firdaus. All of us, everybody, we say, oh, Freda, I want to go to Jannah Firdaus. But somehow, living a, living in the twenty first century, we're we're willing to do a lot of things like um, procrastinating instead of actually trying to do a lot of stuff. But if we do live our life like we're waiting for Eid to come, it will be a much better way to live our religion. But then again, remember, Jannah is a garden full of people full of sinners who repented you may not be the best but try to be your best and uh, that's what we're all looking for that's what we're all looking forward to being and uh, yeah that is pretty much it so uh i will be ending (laughs) my introduction now wow that was a really long one uh, so, I am making this podcast to make it mainly for self-improvement and uh, helping out each other, saying stories of uh, for people when they have questions so we could do research together and, uh, you know, spend some time working on ourselves, especially religion-wise. Because, like I said earlier, we're all looking for the main goal, same goal. We're all um, for the same team. And we're not going to let Shaitan win this battle. We're not going to let our nafs win this battle. We're just going to win it ourselves. With that being said, um, hopefully this can reach the right audience. Hopefully this can uh, bring people to... Um, become better at the religion or try at least to be so we could all try to be the best version of, of ourselves together and excel at it with that being said i uh, in conclusion thank you so much for listening jazakallah khairan and uh hope to see you soon or well have you hearing from me very soon inshallah assalamu alaikum